Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey guys, Paul from Rare Drop here. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update because we've officially launched our Rare Drop Roleplay brand with three separate campaigns for you to enjoy. It all starts on Tuesdays with Rare Drop Roleplay Reckoning Hour, hosted by Captain Robert and crew. On Wednesdays, our roleplay adventures continue as T-Rex hosts Rare Drop's Bizarre Adventure. And then we cap the week off with our third roleplay campaign on Sundays, Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions, hosted by our friends at J&J Tabletop. We hope to see you this week for some amazing fun and creative of storytelling and don't forget to check out the website for the latest content merch and updates on all things rare drop hope to see you soon Welcome to episode 22 of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm Kevin, joined by Tim, aka hey. Darkness429, and we're going to talk about episode one of season two of The Mandalorian tonight. This we is very it, exciting. Kevin. We did it. We're here. We made it. We get to nerd out uh, on what many would consider possibly one of the best episodes of the entire series so far. It was so good. Uh, this one was directed by Jon Favreau himself, and it shows... He killed it. Hence my tweet of the Pope holding up the most holy of Favreau's. <laughs> um, so let's dive into it. I, I don't even want to do the whole go through the episode step by step. What do you no. want to talk about first, buddy? There's so much to talk about. I mean, like just right off the beginning. Kevin, do we have any info on the planet that we start off in? Have they said it? Any anything? I have not found anything. The only thing I found was okay. Gore, Gore Koresh. Is, Gore Koresh is, new. The, the, is the Cyclops, yeah. Yeah, he's the Abyssin uh, who tries to turn on Mando. One thing that I found interesting about that planet, well, there's a few things, but um, there was no Tereska Sai. I was sad about that. Well, they uh, didn't They didn't say it. <laughs> I it really hope been, it was. It could have been, Kevin. Just, you know, honestly, you should just live your life thinking that was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so there was a Tereska Sai match. <laughs> There it is. Yes, Gore Gore uh, Gore Koresh was played by John Leguizamo. That's in my show notes here. Did you who? know that John Leguizamo? Hold on. You don't know who John Leguizamo is? If I see his face, probably. Can you spell his last name for me? L e g u i z a m o. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. He's also Violator in Spawn. Um, I had no idea that was him. That's cool. Not a Cyclops, it's an Abyssin. Chat, you so-called Star Wars it, I fan. thought his voice was familiar. I was like, this guy, this guy I know. Yeah, he's Violator, the clown in, in Spawn. <clears throat> the old Spawn movie. That. that I knew. Um. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what planet that is. I couldn't find it anywhere. What I'm, what I'm really interested in, we'll talk about the graffiti in a second. 
uh, is the things that kill him. Yeah, so this, so I'm curious. That must be a planet that's just always in dark. To have to have like a predatorial creature like that that only cut like they have lights around to protect the people. Um, that planet must always just be in darkness. I didn't even think of that, but that would make sense. That's the only thing I could think of is that for them to have those animals that were like at bay. And I was like, oh, that's kind of creeping. They're walking up, but then when he shoots the light out, which I thought was very Batman esque, the way that he tied him up on the lamppost. Yep. Uh, I, I said there, I was like, oh my God, that's so Batman like. Swear really to cool. me. Swear to me. Um, yeah, that that entire sequence was really neat. And, and uh, I loved how you said he wasn't going to kill him. You will not die by my hand. Yeah, it was so good. He just shoots the light out, and then those those animals eat him up, which I thought was great. I want to know what those are, if we've seen them before in Star Wars or anything. Um, I thought the alien mix in that scene was fantastic. There was uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, there was a Zabrak that was in there. There's two. There's two Zabraks. Um, which is neat. Like, that one... That, so, you and I were talking about that in DMs. Um, that Zabrak reminded me a lot of the one that you could play in Battlefront. You know, it's, like, more like, you know, like, humanoid fleshy color. Like, you know, like, that normal, like, skin tone. They come from, um, uh, Iridiona or Iridona or something is the other planet. so, So, that's not the one that you would find on, um... Uh, what's the other planet? Totally, Dathomir. Um, yeah, no, I went like back the, and I paused the ones. It, the ones from Dathomir, they, those are like more colored. They have like very intricate like um, tattoos. Like he had tattoos on him, but it wasn't like that's more like just that guy's seen shit and he's just kind of like been in the fighting pits. Um, yeah, yeah, I went back, but that was it, that was cool to see Darth Maul's race again, like in the live scene where you really don't you don't see a lot of Zabrak like in the cinematic universe. Yeah. No, it was it was uh there was a ton of aliens in that scene, honestly, even the crowd pans and whatnot. Um It was very like it was it was very New Hope esque. The uh the, they highlight a lot of other aliens. The Gamorian blood sport Tereskasai. Um yeah, so those Gamorreans, so those actually looked a lot cooler than like the ones that we've seen like in Return of the Jedi. Like the ones like in Return of the Jedi, they're very like Lethargic. They're stiff. They're very lethargic. They're very overweight. Like these were like in shape. Like they were going at it. Like it would like it felt like an MMA fight. Like it was good. Those were cool. And then um, he uh, <laughs> again going back to it being a video game. The first fight right out of the gate. It's like oh Mando has just leveled up considerably. He's not getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I'm curious, I don't know if they said anything, how much time has passed between the conclusion of the final season and the trip. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with weeks. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a couple weeks. Nothing. I don't think we've, we've, we're, because like his armor hasn't changed all that much. The child doesn't look really any different. Um, I don't, I don't think we've really like, we've gone that, that far into the future. I, I'm going to go with a couple weeks. Okay. I'm okay with that. Um, so that uh, I mean that that oh, you want to talk about the uh, graffiti before we wrap up that planet? Yeah, sure. The graffiti was really neat. A lot of Easter egg stuff there. Um, you see a lot of um, you see a lot of like uh, Clone War propaganda, um, mm-hmm. in the sense of like you've got like clone trooper helmets, you've got uh, separatist droids that are on there. I I could make out um, commando droids. Uh, there was a um, like a, a, what it looked to be like C three PO. There was an Astromex. 
Um, there was kind of just like a, it was just it, it just it was a lot of Star Wars. If you could think of Star Wars, you could see it. Uh, Watto, there was a, a part where it when he, right before he talks to the the Twi'lek in the door, if you look in the top corner, there was um, Watto's race. Uh, the I can't think of what they were called, but like his face is there in the door. There's a Gamorrean there. Um, it's really just like anything. If you've watched any of the Star Wars movies or shows, you're you're gonna be able to pick something out on the wall. Which that was really neat. There is some anti-imperial stuff too, which is why the internet was like, "Is it Sabine's?" Like right off mm. the bat, it's like, "Yeah, no, she's the only like, one in the entire galaxy that hates the that Empire, can do graffiti." Right? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, now no, that I'm I... reading aftermath, I'm finding out that there's a lot more people. What do you th- What do you think of it? Um, it's kind of slow in comparison it is to some slow. of the other books. It is, it is very slow, but it fills in a lot of gaps. When do I meet Cobb Vanth? Uh, he is in a, um, he is in a side story in one of the books. I don't remember, but you will learn about Cobb Vanth. It, it's honest. It's funny enough. The stuff that they show off in the, in this episode mm-hmm. is essentially what they cover in the book. So the we can we can jump to Tatooine then. So when he gives his flashback uh, to how everything started, it's it's the Battle of Endor, the second Death Star blowing up, and immediately yep. this mining corporation who chat. And I'm curious because Tim, I, I discussed this with Tim, admittedly already a little bit because we can't help ourselves. Um, how many of you? Because I don't know if this is canon or not, think that that mining corporation is either leftover remnants of an offshoot of or actually is Circa Corporation. I'm very curious to all of our lore buffs in all of the chats watching right now. What are your thoughts on those dudes being somehow affiliated one way or another with Circa Corp? Curious. Just throwing that out there before we continue on. So they tell the story of those guys coming in and taking over from Cobb Vance's point of view or just in general? Well, well no, no, no. So, so in Aftermath, they t- they only talk about Cobb Vance just getting the armor. Got it. From the it Jawas. Doesn't, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really go in depth as to um, him, like, in Palgo, like... Like they just they it's it's a very it's a small it's a small part of it they don't they don't really go into a lot of detail the the the, the show had more detail okay so they're fleshing out a side story which is actually yes. in my opinion that's super impressive for for Star Wars to do that yeah this is this is just like like the whole Cobb Van thing is literally like I want to say it's like a couple pages it's it's nothing intense it's literally just this guy who's a sheriff. Who a sheriff in Tatooine who ends up getting Boba Fett's armor from Jawas? Uh, from Jawas. That was that was that was really it. So this was this was a cool way to flush out his story more, which I thought was really cool. Now you and I were talking about Cobb. Uh, the introduction to him was fantastic. In the first of all, when when Mando lands, uh, the whole the whole sequence with what's her face and the droids is absolutely hilarious. I'm so glad they brought her back. Uh, I loved, I loved the, I love they had the, the, uh, the, the repair droids there. And she like, has R5. She does. She has R5-D4, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. That's, if Luke gets that droid, we don't get any of this. So. Right. Yeah. So her having R5-D4 <laughs> was great. Uh, did you notice where he blows his capacitor in the top? You could see like where the oil has like leaked out the back. No, I did not from, notice like, where, that. From that's where awesome. that damage happened. Yeah. If you look in the back of like, if you go back and watch the episode. 
uh, you can actually see like where his like capacitor, or whatever that thing is, that blew up off the top of his head, right there. Uncle Owen. Yep. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have rural farm boy in chat, by the way, and that might actually be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that motivator. There we go. <laughs> you got a motivator that blew. Luke's got a bad motivator. Uncle I Owen. I have to squeak my voice a little bit more when I do that. Um. So, uh, yeah, bringing her back was great. Her reaction to the child was just amazing. How much do you want for it? Nah, I'm just kidding. No, but really. <laughs> She's great. I love her. Do you want me to watch this wrinkly little thing while you go off on looking for adventure? I love that. The entire conversation between them was just phenomenal. She's like a condescending uh, NPC in a video game that's breaking the Very fourth much. wall. So this, entire, this entire episode, again, like, I feel like they've done done a, a great job through all of the episodes. It just it makes you feel like you're watching a video game. The side quests are great, Chet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one's the side quest to get the Crate Pearl, which, holy boners, did I have one. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so, we get to, so we get to learn that there's more than just Mos Eisley on Tatooine. Which I've known there's plenty of spaceports on Tatooine, but um But we've like, in the cinematic universe we've only ever seen most Eisley. Eisley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this uh this place called Most Pelgo. Which is um, just a tiny, tiny little mining tiny town. Tiny little mining town, which like so this is what starts off the whole episode feeling like a old western. Dude, I like, watched it four times now. The the little the little the the motorbike into town really slow. Is him on the old speeder was great because even like when you hear like when he pulls in the engine just like like it makes you feel like he's riding an old Harley and he's kind of just like slowly creeping into town which would make you think of like a cowboy coming in it's shot for shot an old western of a cowboy riding into a new town and everyone's eyeing him up that's exactly what it feels like you're watching a John Wayne movie where he's just like you know the strangers coming into town already partner and just comes in everyone's giving him the eyeballs goes straight to the to the uh the saloon cantina right to the saloon Uh uh-huh and says like I'm looking for the marshal you know like Uh, it's literally a western um obviously he didn't say that because he said I'm looking for a Mandalorian (laughs) We ain't got they, any of your kind here. They, looks like me. I love that. <laughs> um, what, what's interesting about this episode, too, is the child was just there. Yeah. Doesn't do anything, just existing, being cute. They, I like that this episode didn't really revol- revolve around him. I think like, it was important was, that it he didn't. He was a side piece, which I thought was great. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was cool for them to introduce... Cobb Vanth the way that they did even though he's not a pi- he doesn't play any pivotal role in the universe um for them to just kind of expand upon his character and the Boba Fett Mandalorian armor um I think this is a really cool way to start this this season I agree um, um you can also tell that this that the Mandalorian armor uh, does not fit him at all. I, no, it was so <laughs> badly put on, and I thought that was it's such like, a great touch. Also, I don't remember Boba Fett's chest piece like lighting up and having like the LEDs in the front. Um, I was actually like really like I was captivated by that little bit of detail. So um, if you go if you go and just like watch like if you just look at all the little bits and pieces of his armor, it's really cool. Um, so like the LED, like the the little display on the chest, which mm-hmm. that was really neat. The the line, whatever whatever the line is that's running from his shoulder to his gauntlet, I thought was really interesting. I don't know why I found that to be so interesting, but just like 
these air tubes that run from his shoulder down to his to his wrists and just mm-hmm. like it looks so archaic compared to Mando's armor. Yeah. It it looks like he's wearing like this is like really, really old suit compared to what Mando has, because Mando's has just been forged, you know, his mm-hmm. his is brand new. Um, you know, and so even though there's a you know, roughly a five year um difference between when that armor was last used till now, it makes you wonder how old it was was the armor that Boba Fett took from the Mandalorian that he killed. You know, like how many years is that is that difference? You know, like how, what really makes that, you know, a relic compared to Mando? I think I thought that was really cool too. So there's actually people in chat asking if John Favreau is a huge spaghetti western fan. So just for full clarity here, yes. Star Wars the original George Lucas's movies, vision, everything is based on spaghetti westerns and old Kurosawa style samurai films. That's what Star Wars is that in space. That is what the fundamental is. And so John Favreau, if you go back and you watch the behind the scenes stuff that they did for the Mandalorian, you'll hear John talk about that a lot. Um, they went back and they watched a lot of that and they really wanted Mando to have that feeling. And even in the first season, you get that feeling a lot. Because the, the Mandalorians make great cowboys, outlaws, they if really you will. They really do. Yeah. Uh, and the Jedi make good samurais in the Sith. Yep. That's kind of the mm-hmm. thought process behind that. So yeah, that's, if you haven't, if you if you have Disney Plus and you haven't seen the behind the scenes for Mandalorian, just it. take take some time. You know, it, it's literally... They're, they're short episodes. You can watch one a night. Um, they're really good, and it really just gives you some awesome insight as to how they went about making the show. Um, we got when he's traveling out to to this town. We also see him stop along the way again with the Sand People, and the inclusion of the Sand People into Mandalorian has been nothing short of phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. And the idea that we have someone who can communicate with them through you know, sign language and through voice. Well, he's which, talking in their language. Yeah. It looks yeah, like, which, the, it looks like hand signals are a big part of their it's like language, a combination. Really cool. Yeah. You and I talked about this uh, during the Mando minute over the weekend is that it felt very dances with wolves. Yep. In the sense of like the way that the, the way that the sand people talk and communicate with each other is very similar to how the, the native Americans were depicted in like in that movie. Um, you know, or other other movies when it comes to like cowboys and Indians, you know, like they like they're they they're very uh, archaic in their the way that they um, they converse with each other, which I thought was really cool. But this whole episode humanizes the 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 Tuscan Raiders, which I thought was really neat. The Tuscan Raiders have always come across as an antagonist. They're always just like the bad guys that just live out in the sand. But like this really gives you more understanding as to who they are, just as a, a race. Which I thought was really cool. And they, yes, they brought back the deaf actor who played the same person in, in season one. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it was the same the same guy uh, that was, was doing the sign language with Mando. Which, I, again, just a little touch like that with a peek behind the curtain as to their culture and the way they live that we've never seen before. And we really got to dive into it. I mean, yes, in some of the video games and some of the comics we've seen. But this is a canon version of that. And it was really, 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 really cool to see how much of a part they played in this episode. And I loved Mando's description of them when he's talking to the townspeople, saying, yeah, they are brutal, but like they live out in the Dune Sea, which is a right. brutal place to live. So yeah. can you blame them? And I really thought that 
like you said, it, it I don't want to say humanized because we don't even know if they're humans. But it, well, it, I mean, they're hu- they're humanoid. Humanoid. Okay, fair. So it humanized them greatly, uh, even to see. Apparently, their gaffy sticks are multi tools. Because yeah, he apparently was they're also tooth. They're also a picking the picking the the bantha tooth. Out. No, I I thought that was like I didn't see that the first time, but the second time I noticed, that, I was like, he's brushing his teeth. Aww, <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, it was really well done. But their whole, you know, they studied the crate dragon um, for thousands of years, so they basically were sacrificing bantha to, in a way just to keep it asleep so it wouldn't bother them. Yeah. Um, which it seemed to be sick of bantha when it ate the sand person. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, he even he even says that he's like, what happens when the bantha get sick and tired of eating, or the the crate dragon gets sick and tired of eating banthas, and he comes for you, or Lord, or Lord, uh, or uh, God forbid, he goes out and eats the school. I love that part again. It made me feel like I was watching a western because he was like the school, and everyone's like, oh no, not the children. <laughs> it was I- so good. I when I saw when I saw the first I thought it was an earthquake, but then when I saw like the, the in the distance and the sand and it I thought moving, it was a sand I thought it was a sandworm and it made me think of the um Dune. D, it made me think of the video game for the Super Nintendo, the, the a New Hope video game. Oh there's a, there's a sandworm in there. And I, I thought yeah. I thought that's what it was going to be. But it being the crate dragon made it so much better. Um, yeah, the, the the once I saw the the sand moving like that, I was like, oh my god, please be a crate dragon. That would just that would be it. They putting a crate dragon in Mandalorian while they're on Tatooine. Yeah. Nothing else makes sense. And then part of me was like, what if they're making it like the Sarlacc can leave the pit? I'm like, that's kind of weird and stupid. That's yeah, kinda... be weird. And then I saw it dive out, and I was like, oh, that's not really a crate dragon. But then in the next scene. Uh, Cobb Vanth is like, yeah, the crate dragon. And I was like, oh, it is a crate dragon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. John, you're really going for it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so that got me excited because as Galaxy's players and players of Knights of the Old Republic, we've all killed a crate dragon, mm-hmm. which are supposed to be these mythical beasts. We've seen the skeleton of the crate dragon in A New Hope, right? Isn't it in A New Hope? Mm-hmm. The big skeleton. That sounds right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's A New Hope in the beginning. Um, there's a big skeleton and it's it's the crate dragon. Yes, yes, uh, yes. It's the one that C3PO walks by. Yeah, yeah, that one. But even like the size, if you look at the size, and I think they are they were actually making fun of that. Um, when the, he's we're skipping way ahead in the episode when he's when when the uh, they use the little bones and he's like, I don't think that's a scale. That's not right. <laughs> I think that I think that was the joke because like when you look at the picture of three PO next to the crate dragon bones, it's tiny, it's little, it's a little baby dragon. Then might have been a little baby dragon, but apparently this crate dragon ate a sarlacc and moved into its it pit. Ate the sarlacc <laughs> and moved into its home. How badass is that? That's just wild. Now a lot of people on the internet were, you know, the the. Well, the crate dragon didn't have legs, so can it really be actually the crate dragon we're used to? Well, we never. It never came out of the sand. Never came out of the sand is one. And and Two. when it did, and when it did come out of the sand, it, it it was covered in like smoke and dirt and dust and like I think that was really cool. It reminded me a lot of Smog in huh. The Hobbit of like it was very mysterious and you knew it but you could never really get a good full feel for it until like Smog really like came out of his hole. Even if you take all of the legends stuff and hold it up as canon for this 
instance, the last time anybody has seen a crate dragon, it's been a while, unless you count galaxies. Uh, if you want to read, actually, the last record of a crate dragon is actually in my book. Can you? You got, can you? Can you? Yeah, hold on. He's gonna go get it. Um. So, uh, legends are just that. They are legends, and that to me is the differentiation because the head of that thing looked just like the crate dragon I killed in Knights of the Old Republic. Go for it, Tim. Going is that a leg or is thing? that a wing? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, it has wings. It has wings? This this one. So, so chat, if you want to, you can go pick this book up at, at Target is where I got it. Star Wars Myths and Fable. Um, this is the, like, so the actual record of the crate Dragon is here in this book. Uh, it's, it's many pages long, so I don't want to waste people's time and reading through it. And but, not for uh, nothing, Sans legs, the crate Dragon that you see in the show, like I said, the head and the body look almost identical minus the legs to the crate Dragon in Night's Old Republic and the one in Galaxies. The, what is yep. it called? The Ancient or something like that? Yeah, it looks they did, almost they identical. That they one's really wild. I've never seen wings. They they also they also wanted to make it look really intimidating. If you go back and look at the one from Kotor, it looks it's like it, that game is from early two thousands. Look like, at the galaxies one. It's a little bit more modern, um, but you're you'll actually probably be blown away with how much it actually looks like what we saw in Mandalorian. Yeah, no, they did. They did a phenomenal job with the Kray Dragon. I thought it was super fun. To scale, the Kotor one is tiny, but I think that's more a developmental. A game development issue? Yeah, it's probably an engine limitation. Yeah, than than what they actually wanted it to be. Um, um But yeah, so like I, I think overall, like I, I liked I liked the crate dragon being the bad guy for this episode. Like it just it worked. It it, it was fun. The vomiting was, was weird. I mean acid from no Spitting I think, acid? I think I think it's spitting acid felt better. Like it felt like that fit into a Star Wars universe than a fire breathing dragon. Like if it would have, if it would have, like if it would have shot fire out and be like, ah, I don't know, but it's spitting its stomach acid out at, at things was pretty cool. And then it I knew to go neat. up to the top of the ridge and spit from the top because it was going to do more damage. Yeah, the thing keeping, was awesome. <laughs> keeping the video game, you know, that was phase two of the boss fight. Yeah, no, it that was, was doing that, a wider AOE. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the two <laughs> tanks was, had was, to fly up there enraged. and hold aggro while everyone yeah. else got into position <laughs> and uh. cast some heals down on the uh, down below. <laughs> um but uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the episode of substance besides the dragon that we've been seeing. What did you think of Cobb Vance speeder bike? Thank you. That was in my <laughs> What did you think of to his me, speeder bike it being looked, Annie? It looked a lot like Annie's pod racer. It looks like one of the engines to Annie's pod racer. I gotta That's what I thought. So I have a feeling if Star Wars does what Star Wars does, there'll probably be some long story about how the part finally made its way to Cobb Vanth and it's been through X amount of owners and along the way we'll know two of them. Uh, you know, because it was salvaged for parts. Yeah, crazy. Watto sold it or uh -huh. blah, 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 blah. Oh, join under pizza. Who's DPS in that fight? Obviously the townspeople and the sand people. Oh, dude, they were DPS and hard. They were throwing grenades. They were they were lobbing uh, ballistas at them. Yeah. And then phase three, the tank has to solo tank. 
<laughs> and get eaten, and then they can detonate from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a freaking video game, dude. Is Watto even? Well, I mean, Watto. Oh, we're saying back then it could have been no, Watto sold it then. for Watto, parts. Watto sold Annie's par Annie's racer at some point. And Star Wars somehow. loves to do that crap where they just kind of uh -huh. have this long storyline for the engine of a pod racer and how it got into Cobb Van's hands. Yep. Uh, but it, it looked a lot like Annie's Pond Racer, and it was tattooing. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like that wasn't a coincidence. It might also have just been them throwing it in there as an Easter egg for fun. Uh, Which, I mean, th honestly, this episode was, was chock full of easter eggs and just little little nods towards things which i thought was fantastic it was it was just a masterpiece of an episode i really really enjoyed it also them going from letterbox to full screen was so good did they i didn't um, even notice <laughs> so so it happens i've been trying to find the minute mark when it happens I so it's notice. as the tuscan so it's as the Tusken Raiders are running away from the crate when they like all three of them go up and they go to and then to wake it up. Mm -hmm. As the crate dragon is coming out of its hole, the letterbox starts to go into full screen. And it's just like it's such a beautiful transition. And I'm so glad they did full screen for this because I was like, why did I, I kept thinking about it. I was like, why did they do this? And the more I watched this sequence, the more I was like, ah. The thing is so big, there is no way they could have gotten these close, tight shots and then been able to showcase everything that they wanted to show. And so, like, them going wide... Honestly, I wish Mandalorian was just in in full screen the entire way. Because I, I understand Letterbox gives you a cinematic look, but, like, the show is beautiful in full screen. And I, I loved it. I loved this entire part right here. It was just well done. Chad, if you want to throw us questions, uh, the Slido link is available. Uh should be a pinned comment. Yeah, Facebook. how many what questions do you think is going to be all about the ending? Well, we're of we're going to attack that now, so do not send us the same question over and over again. Um, uh, and hey, it's a Kevin, questions command. Do you think that was Boba Fett? So why why is Boba Fett alive when you tell us all the time that he is dead? So it was pointed out that he's listed as Boba Fett in the credits. Mm-hmm. I need confirmation on that before I believe you, chat. But if that's I'm the case, I don't, I don't think want it I don't. to be Boba Fett. There's no way it's Boba Fett. It doesn't make sense. I'd rather it, Rex. I'd rather random clone. Uh, you know, I don't it, want Boba Fett. In my in my in my eyes, that is a that is a clone. It's the same it actor who played Django. Okay, that actor it is, is the same. It's every okay, clone. <laughs> okay, but re remember, remember, Django Fett was he, he sired an entire clone army. That's, all of them are the same person. All of them are the exact same person. So <laughs> it could. Okay, so here we go. It could be. It could be one of. The, it could be one of the possibilities. It could be Django Fett reincarnated. His head. His head was reattached, and they brought him back to life. They pulled a Doctor Frankenstein. How many of you think that was that's the case? No? Okay, cool. It could be Boba Fett, but remember, Boba Fett was lobbed into the into the belly of a Sarlacc, and it all make, that was and all that was found was his armor. Makes so no sense. He climbed to be, out. Sorry. Go no go go. I'll say afterwards. It, he either he so that means he climbed out of a Sarlacc pit, got rid of his armor, and then just decided to go live on Tatooine. That doesn't make any sense either. How does that work? Or three, it is a clone. It is a well-known clone. It's not Rex. 
It's not going to be Rex. Rex makes be... the most sense, actually. No, because Rex had a beard. It's not Rex. That 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 is not that does not work. If it's Rex from Rebels, if it's Rex from Rebels, that means he went. That means he went. It means he shaved his white beard off. He left. The he left. Uh, 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 he he left uh, the Rebels and then went to go hang out in Tatooine. That doesn't seem right either. Um, so the only thing I can think of is it's going to be a well-known clone that we knew in Clone Wars that then shows up on Tatooine. Rex would be That's, too old. They're all going to be the same age. Yeah, so would Boba. Ish, ish, ish. ish. Sorry. They're all going to be the same age-ish. That's not true. Boba would actually be younger than all of them. Oh, because they all slowed of them, his all of them aging, got, right? All of them then got sped up in age, except for Boba. He was kept natural. They slowed his aging. But I, I still, I still, so I, so IMDB has him listed as playing Boba Fett. So I just, I have a hard time believing that they would, uh, they would let something like that leak without any type of context. I, I, I just, I have a really, really hard time believing and, and, and I'm okay with being wrong. I just don't understand why they would, they would allow Boba Fett to come back to life after essentially being dead for so long, how does that work? How does how is he able to crawl out of the out of the belly of a sarlacc? Thank you, Arathos. That's what I wanted. Arathos, whom I trust with more than any of you in both chats, sorry, with Star Wars stuff, says the actual credits of the show do not list Boba Fett. Thank you. That's what I wanted. I was I've been I've been like I'm I'm slowly going through the credits trying to find it. No, he I trust Arathos. You're fine. It's not there. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, like it makes absolutely no sense. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense for his armor to make it out. His armor is made from Beskar. Beskar. Beskar, Beskar does not it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't it, there's no way that it would have it would have been melted down in the belly of a star like. Like it has to be like you saw you saw you saw you saw the armor melt down Beskar. The amount of heat that was needed to melt down the Beskar uh was intense. Like it it, it Blaster fire just bounces off of it. Like this armor was designed to fight against Jedi. And 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 so for it to survive in the belly of, of, of the Sarlacc makes a lot of sense. Especially when we know that Sarlacc was probably eaten by or was killed by the Krayt Dragon. So who's to say that the Krayt Dragon didn't like rip it all up and, and the Jawas found the remnants of, of that Sarlacc? Um, and, and they found that armor there. Uh, so. oh man, there's so much to comment on. Uh, the book where Boba escapes is not canon. So, 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 so interesting. So Casey, so Casey says this is the same reason as to why Maul and Palpatine were brought back to life. Um, only one of those panned out really good though. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, like, so, I mean, Maul, Maul coming back to life, I think, worked out pretty well. I mean, like, you also have to remember, Maul didn't die. Like, it's not like, like, we when we when we see Maul, like, fall to the bottom, like, there's no indication that he's actually dead. He was cut in half, but he was cauterized in half. You, his heart was still good. His lungs were intact. His brain was still good. Yeah, the entire top part of his body was still functioning. Lightsabers also sear the wound shut. Yeah, it cauterized it. Contact. It, it, it cauterized it. It. Yeah. it was it was completely fine. Um, no, Palpatine his, his armor scene coming back made sense. His armor's not Durasteel because the whole point of the episode then would be moot on 
Mando taking the armor. Yeah, Mando wanted that armor back because he knew it was true Mandalorian armor. I think I think Mando would have known if it was if it was if it was fake. They're saying we don't see Boba die. That's he goes into the belly of the Sarlacc. He gets eaten. Y'all are stretching. Y'all want it to be Boba so hard, and I'm I'm okay. I will be more than happy to apologize to all of you if oh, it I'm is Boba. I'm not gonna Boba. apologize. They've never apologized be, to me I'll, for all their shitty takes. I will be takes. more than happy to apologize. <laughs> I'm to not apologizing all. to any of you. <laughs> but I I truly believe in my heart that that is not Boba Fett. I believe in my heart that is a clone. There is it just there is no there is no rhyme or reason as to why. It's, it's, like it, that would be Boba. It is very likely that there's it might be Boba Fett. Like I'm not denying that, but the people saying like who else could it be? Do you understand Star Wars on a basic level if you're asking me that question? <laughs> Cuz there's like six people I could rattle off the top of my head of who it could be, let alone thousands upon thousands of other people. It's just it like it, it could most definitely be a clone. And I honestly, honest to God, I really hope that they continue introducing new characters and not trying to rehash old ones. Like, how cool would it be that this ends up what if what if this is a bad batch? Like, this could potentially be a bad batch soldier. We don't know. The accelerated aging? Well then how did Rex is at the Battle of Endor? This is four years later. And this guy has everything shaved off of his face, it looks like like seen some shit now people are immediately jumping to the fact that the sarlacc would have the acid would have burned the hair i read that on a on a thing and i'm like so the acid burned the hair off of his face but didn't so his so his face is his face is scarred up. i have a million he questions if that's he doesn't have any hair like i I, I I just truly have a hard time believing that that is Boba Fett. If that is the venom of a Sarlacc, which we saw what the crate Dragon Venom did to the other people, and all it was left was a couple of those scars that I can still tell who the actor is. A clone don't make no sense. A clone, yes, it does. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. It's not a clone. They age at 20 times speed. They're dead. Uh, I mean... That's not true. It's not true. There's a it's lot of them still true. alive. There's clones still alive, dude. There. What have what have have any of you watched Rebels? Also, Hello? how old are the clone? How how old would you say the clones are in during the Clone Wars? Uh, early twenties. Like, like physically. Yeah. Yeah. Early twenties. Even if yeah. they age faster than a regular human, they could be roughly in their sixties by this time. By age, not by actual chronological number. I'm saying by age. That would be them growing at triple. So if people in Star Wars... Rex was 32 in Rebels? That That's... How, where are you getting that number? That doesn't make any sense. Are you saying chronologically? <laughs> I love this. I love... I love how polarized chat is. Good, good, good. Boba would be 41. Tim, that math doesn't add up at all, does it? Mm, I don't. I don't. You're good with I the don't. Star Wars math. I'm bad with it. That's why I'm defaulting to you on this one. I don't. I mean, I you just so, have to I mean, take the time from. I mean, Boba was Boba was like eight or nine in Clone Wars. 
but in episode two. And how many years before this is that? 20-ish, right? 20-ish, yeah. Twenty nine years. Four years after twenty nine sounds right. I could go with that. So thirty ish. That don't look like no thirty year old. Well, I'm no, 30. they're saying Bobo would be forty something. He, he, this guy looks like he's gone through a lot. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. Stick I mean, to my he was in a Sarlacc was, pit, so I'll give him that. Yeah, but I'm gonna stick to my guns and say that it was a. Uh, I, I'm going to stick to my guns and say that it's a, it's a clone. There's 19 years between Sith and A New Hope. Isn't Luke 16 in A New Hope? I don't know. That that, that math adds up. It's he's it's it's right around 20 years between, between Episode 3 and Episode 4. Ish. Okay. 40 plus stomach acid. Okay. It's effing Boba. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know how Boba would have gotten out of the belly of a Sarlacc. That's that 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 is the thing. Go go back and listen to how they describe the painful suffering that you would that that they would go through a thousand years of digestion, the slow the this slow is, and painful death. This is what John wanted, by the way. Oh, of course. Regardless of whether it's Boba dude. or not, this is exactly what he wanted. And we all took the bait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the scar... <laughs> Boba is a clone, an unaltered clone, so Tim is partially right. Good. <laughs> I got no questions. Do you have questions, Tim? Because I don't see any questions in the thing. I haven't looked at the questions. I think that was. I think this is the thing that everyone wanted to talk about. This is the thing that I was tweeted. That everyone tweeted at me for the past, like, four days has been this. Uh, what weapons? Uh, apparently, I read somewhere that those were sand people. Those are sand people weapons. So he's yeah. got the sand. He's got the sand. The gaffy uh, stick, maybe. I didn't really look gaffy, too close. He's got the gaffy stick, and he's got the. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I just pulled up the episode. Um, and he's also got the Tuscan Raider rifle. So this is someone that's been possibly living as a sand person. Luke is 19 he made and peace new with hopes the sand people. Day. I just. I still don't. I still don't understand why would Boba. Who is a bounty hunter who, you know, was in good terms with the huts. Like, why why would he stay on tattooing? Like, what was the reason of him being there? Like, I don't there's no reason for also, him to hide. The idea that the sand people never crossed paths with the Jawa and he never saw his armor. Yeah, why didn't he get a one why didn't he want to get his armor back? Cause if it's Beskar, he knows it's Beskar and he knows it's it's legit still there. That was that was what made him the bounty hunter. Like that's what gave like that was a that was a source of his power essentially. Why would he give that up? Maybe he was tired of that life. So then what's he doing now? R2D2 was eaten by a swamp monster. Yeah, and didn't sit there in its belly. It shot him right out. And then someone was like, "Well, technically the money Falcon was eaten too." And I was like, "Yeah, but it like it they flew in there and sat in they sat in his esophagus." Please, chat. You're stretching. They really, they need to be right. This is great. This is good content. <laughs> Please keep telling us why you're right, chat. Tim and I are listening. <laughs> 
tired I, of that I, life or embarrassed to have been beaten by a blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, okay, so the way so so when they're fighting the Kray Dragon and Mando tells Cobb to go to go take care of the child and when he hits him in his jetpack, it's the exact same sound effect they used in Return of the Jedi. It was it was oh, yes. one to one. Yes. That entire scene which is the way he like spins around and hits him. Is the same thing that Lando does to, to Boba Fett. I thought it was so good. Also, the crate dragon noise is the same thing Obi-Wan does to scare the sand people away in A New Hope. Did you notice that? Wait, sorry? The noise the crate dragon makes is what the same exact yes. noise that Obi-Wan makes to scare... Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. Can't wait for the Rare Drive episode after Boba. We've been wrong before. Tim's going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. You all, chat, you have some of the worst shitty Star Wars takes I've ever seen in my life. And the day one of you comes to me and says, Kevin, I was wrong, I'm sorry, then I'll consider apologizing when I'm wrong. Until then, we're just going to yell at each other like nerds because we love Star Wars so much and this is what yes. makes it fun. So, f*** you. I love you. Mm, some of you. <laughs> no, I love them all. They're all good people mm. in chat tonight. I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> How about Gore Koresh played with John Leguizamo? <sighs> I got to do it, Tim. I'm sorry. Say it, I'm going to need you to go back and listen to the beginning of the episode <laughs> when we talked about Gore Koresh being played by Jean-Michel Sama. Sorry. I, had to. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a question worth asking this time. Then go put it in this Slido. It's not working. Slido's not working. Put your questions in Yikes. chat. The, I don't then, know and then, then put your question in chat. We're Paul's, looking. Paul's fired. Don't worry. We fired him already. <laughs> not really. Bye, Paul. <clears throat> I hope we see more Cobb. Uh, Tim and I were talking about that uh, off the, off air, and we were saying this might be another repetition of season one, where it's like he's gonna he's gonna get the gang together. You know, we lost IG, we lost um, Kawil, so we got to replace mm-hmm. some members of, of the gang, and maybe Cobb's gonna be gonna be uh, a new friend. Well, he ends up going back and getting Kara and uh, what's his face. Um, so we know Grief. he'll he'll go back and get Grief Karga and. And uh, you can see the questions. I don't see anything. Let me look. You keep talking to the the cute chat. I'll be right. I'm, I'm in the admin. Maybe the admin's busted. Let's look at your questions through here. Oh, admin's busted. I have questions. I see plenty of questions, Kevin. Yeah, the admin wasn't working. It's it's blank. It says there's no questions. Uh, 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 we talked about that a while ago. That yeah, Jonathan, we're gonna have to. Gonna, I'm gonna need you to go back <laughs> and listen to the episode where we talked about that. Uh, we talked oh, about God that. Damn it. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the pearl. Let's talk about the pearl. Yeah. So when they kill the crate dragon, uh, I was waiting for it. Actually, I'm like, they got it. Are they gonna? Would they? And at first I thought it was an egg, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like the Jawas in season one. But then I noticed, I was like, no, that's a pearl. That's the drop from the Grey mm-hmm. Dragon. I don't know if it dropped in Galaxies. I never killed one in the, the, the or seen one killed in Galaxies. But I know for a fact in KOTOR, they dropped that damn pearl, and that got mm. me really, 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 And really the pearl gives you a bunch of credits, right? Yeah. Like, it's really expensive, right? It's great. Yeah. Um, I think there's also, you can, there's a way to get some sort of lightsaber augment. I don't remember. It's been forever, but, uh, that just, that just, that just, that was a thing. 
Was it a lightsaber augment itself? Or you got something for it? That's way too big to fit in a lightsaber. <laughs> so in, in KOTAR, did, was there any lore behind the pearl as to why the Tusken Raiders wanted it so badly? Not that I'm Other aware of. Other than just having a lot of monetary value to it? Not that I'm aware of, no. I mean, the, the, in, in KOTOR, the crate Dragon, you have to kill it because Circuit Corporation can't mine out there for whatever the hell they were looking for to dig up Ricotta artifacts and whatnot. Uh, and it's, oh. it's basically scaring everyone in that part of the Dune Sea. Uh, yeah, it's great. You have like a, you have to do a whole quest line where you have to go get bait for it. And then it, halfway through the fight, when you go to phase two or three, I can't remember, it knocks out your two teammates. So you have to solo it towards the end of the fight. It's rough. Um, Yes, and that is the reason you're going after it is because it has the next piece of the star map uh, mm. in the cave behind it, and that's how you, what you need to go to to find yourself. So here's a here's a question: <laughs> How do we feel about Cobb wanting to return the armor to a Mandalorian when it never belonged to one? So so it did belong to a Mandalorian. Boba Fett killed a Mandalorian and took his armor. And so it did at one point belong to one in the in the original Star Wars universe. It 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 you're right. We never saw the original owner. The original owner to us was Boba Fett. But when in fact it, it he's he is not a Mandalorian. He's he killed one and took it. So he was when he says that he wanted to return it to its rightful owners. It, he's right. He wanted to return like it is being returned finally to its its rightful owners. Um, can I pull the question of the night from chat? Yeah. What's more believable, Boba escaping the Sarlacc or R5 surviving since episode four? <laughs> I think R5 surviving <laughs> makes way more sense than Boba Fett coming out of a goddamn Sarlacc tummy. <laughs> like, all they had to do was replace, replace his bad motivator, dude. You got a brand new droid. What do you do to replace a Boba Fett when he comes out of a Sarlacc pit? Apparently stitch him back up. So Alex scars and stuff in his face. So in KOTOR... You can use it as a lightsaber augment, but Alex is saying also in galaxies, you could use it as a hilt component and put it in blasters if you got the crystal. Because in KOTOR, if I remember correctly, not in KOTOR, in galaxies, the Krayt Dragon's a world boss. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's part of a raid. I think he's just out in the Dune Sea as a world boss. Am I wrong? I never really played galaxies. That game always intimidated the shit out of me. Um, he was a world boss. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I watched tons of videos on galaxies, but I never played it. Um, now that Mando has shown characters from Aftermath's interludes, is Tim ready to meet his favorite clown in Theed this season? God damn it. There's a clown? He's talking about Jar Jar. Jar Jar's dead. That is who he's talking about. But Jar Jar's dead. In Aftermath, they have a prelude to Jar Jar. The joke is because we got to meet Cobb Vanth, who comes. No, from now Aftermath. I get it. I did not. I didn't know about the prelude in Aftermath. J.J. Abrams actually said in the Force Awakens he wanted to put a um, uh, what the hell's his species? What a Gungan Gungan skeleton out in the desert uh, when Ray's walking by, uh, and make everyone just speculate on whether or not it was Jar Jar Binks's body. <laughs> Chat is Boba Fett's armor actually Django's Fett, uh, Django's armor repurposed? Is that confirmed? Did he re did he repaint his father's armor? Django Fett was, was a renowned thought, Mandalorian bounty bounty hunter. 
Right. I, I couldn't... Is is it... No, Django's was Durasteel? Okay. Yeah, because Django's was silver and blue. Boba's is green and like, I wasn't brown. sure. Someone someone in chat said, and it made me... It actually made me question what I thought I knew. Um, it Someone was like, N isn't Django... I thought Django's armor what... Or Boba Fett's armor was just Django's armor. And I'm, I, I didn't think that was true. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm I'm on Wikipedia. It's Durasteel, and yeah, it is okay. not the same armor. I freaked out. I was like, "Wait a second! Have I been wrong <laughs> the whole time?" Nice try, chat. The kid who plays, um, well, he's not a kid anymore. He's an adult. But the guy who played Boba Fett in Clone Wars uh, in Episode Two actually follows me on Twitter. I really want to try to get him <clears throat> on an episode. I think okay. it'd be cool. Do it. Do you think Tamira Morrison's character could be the person in the boots at the end of the last season's Tatooine episode? No, that was Cobb Vanth. That was Cobb Vanth. Yeah, that was Cobb but Vanth. But I want to know, I want to know what happened to her. I was hoping she was going to pop up. She's not dead? I was hope. No, doesn't he... Well, he doesn't shot he her. walk up? Oh, he shot her. That's right. That's the other the guy. The asshole guy. The annoying yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, No, but doesn't he show... Does he see her body? What does he do? He and walks the, up to her body episode? just laying there that's in the middle what, of the desert. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. I want, well, I wonder what happened to her. I wonder what he did. He just buried her ass out there. <laughs> How do you feel about Cobb wanting to return? Oh, you read that one, right? When it never belonged yeah, to one? Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. yeah it uh -huh. did belong to a Mandalorian at some point. Just not that he wasn't a Mandalorian. Um... Uh... Do you think the Mandalorian will keep the fact that Vance Town is raising a Hutlet cannon or just avoid mentioning it? I don't know if it'll play into Mandalorian, but it probably will play into some other form of media at some point. Uh, ha, uh, da, 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 da. There is really... I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole of looking at uh, Mandalorian armor and the stuff that like people have made is really cool. What do you think of Mando's plan to find other Mandalorians in order to travel through their, uh, it's not covert. Is it covert? Isn't it Coburn on his search for the child's people? I thought it was interesting because Tim and I were both wrong. Cause I said Jedi and Tim said Yoda's species and he's actually looking for other Mandalorians to help him find. Well, well one or the others. That's not true. I think he's, he's looking for other Mandalorians to show him the way. That is the way. So I yeah, that is the way. Um so I don't think that I don't think that's I don't think we're wrong in any way, shape, or form. I think it's just like the way they're going about and introducing more Mandalorians into the Mandalorian is really neat. Again, this is like one of the like most like if okay, if you go to Star Wars Celebration, I, I swear the amount of people that that cosplay as Mandalorian Covert. is insane. Um, so this is like a beloved race of people and people just, they, they love it. It's, it's really, it's un, it's, it's very unknown as far as like within the Canon universe. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in like EU and whatnot, but as far as like, when you look at it from like what's been written so far and showcased in shows and movies, there's still, there's still a lot left to, to learn about, about the people. Um, and like when you get to things like death watch and then the stuff that we saw in, um, with like Duchess Satine. Uh, there's some really, really cool stuff. And so, like, introducing more Mandalorian into this story, I think, is a really, really smart move. There's nothing on Wikipedia saying it's that the Crate Dragon Pearl is compressed Kyber. Oh, that'd be very interesting, though. 
Craig Dragon Claws leaving data data holocrons. No, there's nothing saying it's come. Uh, hold on. I was in Legends. Rarely a stone would contain a kyber crystal that would remain in a beast's gut being refined over the life of the dragon. Hold on. Great dragons had a very long lifespan, and during the course of their life would ingest stones to assist in digestion. The corrosive digestive fluid would break down and eventually dissolve the rocks. Rarely a stone would contain a kyber crystal that would remain in a beast's gut being refined over the life of the dragon until it formed smooth small a smooth small sphere. Because the pearls were formed from kyber... They could be used in lightsabers. A lightsaber oh. equipped with one of these pearls emitted a very powerful and destructive blade that emitted a howling sound when ignited. Oh my god, I'm at full mast right now. That is that is amazing. Wait, could That is canon. Wait. I was on is, Legends. Hold, that is hold canon. On. What is what if that is what powers Kylo's lightsaber? Who is this a picture? A pearl being claimed from a slain crate dragon. Crate dragons are diamond machines. I mean, like, you still got to kill it. <laughs> that might be the hard part. Finding one and killing one. Because um, they are legendary. Like it, cool. At this point, the only people that knew of the crate dragon was the village that was being attacked and the sand people who'd been tracking its its sleep cycles for generations. He bled the crystal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you have to bleed the crystal, right? Exactly. I mean, like, you can take any kyber crystal and you can you can turn it red. I think this is one of those things that they actually made cooler from... Because I'm reading... I was reading the Legends one. I'm like, this doesn't say anything. Uh, stones were helped... Oh, Legend says stones were helped to crush food eaten by them, and over time they became rounded. They could be found in colors such as blue, green, red, white, and black. Due to refractive quality peculiar to the pearl... They could be used in lightsaber if properly cleaned, prepared, and installed, though it was difficult to test. That's what legend says. So I like cannons. Very, it's it's way very better. powerful and it howls. Yeah, cannons is way better. Damn, uh, so badass. A lightsaber equipped with one of these pearls emitted a very powerful and destructive blade that emitted a howling sound when ignited. Oh yeah, dude, that makes me think that makes me think of, of, of Kylo's lightsaber. Oh man. Do we know of any cannon? Um uh, Jedi or Sith that have had a kyber crystal in their lightsaber from a crate dragon pearl. I know I'm asking a really, really, really long-winded, convoluted question, but I'm curious. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's worth no. It's worth asking, in my opinion. Yeah. What if a crate dragon pearl powers the dark saber? That'd be an interesting oh, connection. A, mm. We don't know enough. Yeah, we don't know if it, enough about the the dark saber. I'm going to look just in case I don't. Dark Saber is considered a super weapon, by the way. Oh, no, that's not that Dark Saber. There's more than one Dark Saber in Star Wars. Apparently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> OK. Here we go. This is the, this is the Dark Saber you were looking for. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Created by Tarvisla. We know that. First Mandalorian ever in inducted Jedi Order is, uh, I don't know if it says what it's powered by. Mm, no, I might have to read more on Tar Vizsla, <sighs> which I don't even know what? if we know enough about Tar Vizsla. Um, 
Oh, I mean, that's that's also interesting. What do you think about it being Commander Cody? Somebody said Cody died in a cannon camic. Uh, camic. <laughs> in a cannon camic. Oh, in the old camic. Cody died yeah, in a Cody died in a uh, cannon camic. Uh, in a, a cannon uh, comic, Cody apparently I'm died. CCC. I'm, I'm, lo I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I am too. Siege of Hassan. Battle of Teth. Battle of Ryloth. That's in the show. Battle of Urbana. End of the War. Age of the Empire. Sidious. Uh, during the subsequent Imperial era, Cody and the 212th, by then serving as stormtrooper, assisted in Empire's final enslavement of the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Uh, Skywalker becomes with those uh, 15 years after the rise of the Empire. Uh, Doesn't say that he's. I don't see a death. There's nothing in here. So. I don't see on Wikipedia CC2224 is Commander Cody. There is no death listed for him. No. Uh, his, yeah, the last, chronologically, the last. There's a YouTube video from Star Wars Comics that says how Commander Cody died after the Clone Wars, Star Wars Explained. Is it canon or Legends? This is back in 2019. Yeah, Wikipedia doesn't have anything with him dying. The last thing he does is he goes to Kashyyyk to uh, enslave the Wookiees. Someone's saying that he died in the Vader comic? Kevin, didn't that. you read the Vader comic? I'm not all the way through. Um, Let's see. I'm looking. Um... I don't see anything about his death. Could have been Rex that died in the comic. Let's look up Rex. No, Rex Rex is alive and well in Rebels. But when did Rex die? I mean, he didn't die by Vader's hands. That would be cool if it was Cody. The end draws near... No, it's Quinlan Voss. Who, by the way, did you know Quinlan Voss from Clone Wars is actually in the background of... I forget what movie. I think it might be Attack of the Clones. Like, once again, they took a background character that nobody noticed and made an entire Clone Wars. I think it's two episodes out of him. Uh, we don't know the planet that we started on. We're not entirely sure. I'm sure it'll come up at some point, but it wasn't confirmed. Rex, who had been promoted to the rank of commander, served at the Battle of Endor. Canon. Also, that was only four years before this for people yep. saying Rex is 97 years old. Rex doesn't have scars. I'll give you that. No, Rex doesn't have the... a death listed here either. Well, because we don't know when he died. Like, it's not confirmed. Like, it, 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 in, in theory, he's still alive right now. <sighs> Wild theory. Later, Mando takes a, a sliver of the huge pearl from the Sand People for the child to make a lightsaber. I I don't think you're ever going to see the child have a lightsaber. I'm sorry. Me? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't know. Rex has a beard. Funny thing with beards, you can shave them. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> everybody, but yeah, but everybody knows what Rex looks like in Rebels. I don't think they would have they would have changed. But Boba his Fett appearance. had hair, so on his head. We don't. 
Wait, so, I mean, okay, okay, hold on. The only time we child, ever saw Boba Tim, Fett with head as Yeah, but as a child, he, a child. he had hair, uh, so that means right. he, he always has hair forever and ever. He'll always have hair. That's what you sound I, like. That's what I sound like? Not you, them. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. It doesn't matter that he was, we haven't seen adult Boba. It doesn't matter. He had hair at one point, which means he always has hair, okay? Okay. God, I hate that voice so much. But it didn't work that way with your hair. No. Uh, because of you, Chad, I shaved my head because it was falling out anyway. Because you've caused me undue amounts of stress. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you got? Cody has scars. From what? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to look at a picture of Cody. Okay, so I'm looking at pictures of Cody from episode three. Cody has a, Cody has a scar over his left eye, and then down his left eye. There was a lot more Where, scars on that clone's face. Yeah, I know, I know, but these are like two large, predominant scars. It could, it could actually be Cody. Watch, oh shit! Watch it be like CC four nine one two who. Is just nobody that we've ever heard of from seeing. I know, but well, I know, I know, I know, but like, not. I'm really. I, I didn't think of Cody. Cody did not come to mind. And the more I'm digging into this, the more it could actually be Cody. So does Wolf. Chat's yelling about that too. Wolf is Wolf's. Wolf has an eye missing. Oh, it really could be. It really could be Cody. The scars match up Look, too. chat. It oh. is probably Boba Fett. I'll say that much. No, stop. But stop, but stop entertaining but, them. But but I'll be really disappointed in John Favreau if it's if it's Boba Fett. I will I will delete my meme of the Pope holding him up if it's Boba Fett. I feel like that's that's too easy of an out. It's just such a terrible it's character. Too easy to bring back without his and, armor. And what purpose would he saw? Like there, he has no purpose here. He has no purpose, and the other problem is, is like if he's just going to get his armor back, like what the f has he been doing for the past twenty years? Yeah, that. Why didn't he just go back or to the bounty hunter guild? Or four? <laughs> he's just a bounty hunter. He's just a bounty hunter. That's all it is. Like Boba, like honestly, when you look at it, Boba is a disgruntled, is a disgruntled man who's a bounty hunter. That's all he is. He just wants to make money. And look how look at his character development in Clone Wars. Like, it wasn't all that great. He was just a pissed-off teenager. He's not a good character. He's really not. I don't I don't feel like Boba Fett would serve any purpose being in The Mandalorian. I feel like people I feel like people with the way that they've done, they treated they've treated the clones in Rebels and in Clone Wars, and now the Bad Batch. For them to have for this to be a clone. I think people would resonate with that way more than it being Boba Fett. But also, Boba Fett could make a great bad guy. And he's wearing a black like hood. Like he's got the he's got the black robe on. Um that's very similar to the one shot of the girl that we see on the freight on the boat. And then she like disappears. Like she's got that same like black robe. So maybe they're maybe they're in the same order. Maybe it's a maybe it's another bounty hunter guild. Uh, and maybe he and maybe he is tracking the child. 
I just Boba's I I just, not a Mandalorian. Stop. You okay? Whoever said that needs to take the, the your Star Wars card is gonna get. You removed. are gonna go to Star Wars jail very soon if you keep saying things like that. <clears throat> Thank you. Can we make Star Wars jail a thing, Tim? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just like horny jail. Exactly. That's where my thought process was. <laughs> just and we just put Star people Wars in card, Star dude. Wars jail during Star Wars and Scotch. <gasps> Maybe it's <sighs> Cad Bane in a boba mask. <laughs> <laughs> what other, uh, before we go, what other absolutely wrong theories do you have of who it is, Chet? <clears throat> I want like the worst theories you could throw out about who it might be. Could you imagine if it was Cad Bane, though? That'd be amazing. Could you imagine if it was actually Cad Bane with, like, some weird mask over? <laughs> How nutty would that be? And he just, like, next episode, he just, like, rips it off, and there he is. It's it's Chewbacca-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know that's what was underneath there all along. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man, if that's Cody, that'd be so dope. That'd be such a cool thing. Cody's there looking for Kenobi, but finds Ahsoka. <gasps> that's a wild one. Oh, that's a wild one, dude. What if that's why he went to Tatooine? Because he was looking for Ben. All right, Marisov wins the who could it... Who... <laughs> Marisov wins the who could it be. Oh, my queen, I didn't know you were in chat. <laughs> No, literally saying that's Marisov. Oh. <laughs> we have now broken through. We are now destiny in Star Wars have become one. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. The series it's, from Game it's of Thrones. Ewoks just stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please draw us a picture of that before uh, Friday. Yeah. Of yeah, just him someone, turning around, but could it's, just, it's yep. really... Just a bunch it's of just, Ewoks. It's just it's just four Ewoks <laughs> just stacked up on top of each other with a trench coat. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one. I'm gonna say. That's a really good one. Nice job, Layla. I just good. I keep thinking of it. <laughs> good. Uh, all right, chat. <clears throat> now you can come back on Monday of next week, and a bunch of us will yell at a bunch of us that we were right or wrong. <laughs> We might not see this character until, like, later on down the road. Who, who knows? He Okay, here's the reason I think we'll get some resolution next week is because Mando didn't leave Tatooine. Usually sure. when we leave a planet, he, like, gets in his ship and takes off, and then we move oh, on to think, the oh, next thing. Oh, do you think gonna, there's going to be a, confronta a confrontation Something in the first, because like, 10 he's, minutes? he's still speeding through the Dune Sea at this point. True, true. He true, didn't true, even true. get back to, to Mos Eisley. So yeah. that, to me, says that we'll get something. Now... This person could track him back to the spaceport, and he might take off. Like, there's a million things that can happen. Um, whoever this is had has either knows the ways of the Sand People and knows how to get around the Dune Sea, uh, or has been on Tatooine for four years, which would obviously be the Boba Fett um, answer. So we don't know what will happen. But Mando didn't leave, and usually, if from my recollection recollection of last season. When we're moving on to a new planet, we see Mando leave. Yeah, he ta he takes off. You're yeah. Right. 
So, yeah. you know, just like a video game, it's kind of like you getting in your ship and going to the star map and choosing the next planet. Yeah, we're, we're picking up. Yeah, so we'll pick back up on Tatooine. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's my that's my feel on that. Um, I could be that's yeah, fair. 100% wrong, but got to check in with Moff. Um, question is, where where did Moff Gideon go after everything I think that he's happened still, on I think he's still on Navarro. Okay. Because there's a scene like when they when he when he goes back to Navarro, there is there there is there is still an imperial presence. I think his Tie Fighter crashes, stormtroopers come to his crash. He probably hits some like beacon, some distress beacon, and he gets picked up and he goes back to his base. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with that, especially with like you said, everything we saw in the trailer that seems to be Navarro with the um the imperial. We don't know if it's a ship or a base or it looks like a base because it looks like it's carved into the mountain. Yep. Um, cool. That's it. There it is. We'll see was- what's gonna happen. But uh, that was that was a really good episode. I had fun fighting with you all tonight. It's always a blast yeah. to do that. Chat. Let's do this again next week. Yeah. You guys want to do this for like seven more weeks? Because that sounds like fun to me. <sighs> also, Life Day is this month, so I think Tim and I are gonna try and do something for Life Day. The only problem is, wait, let me see. Life. Twas the night before Life Day. We're going to celebrate Life Day twice, by the way, because we're going to do something for Christmas, too. So don't judge us, but it's 2020, and we feel like celebrating Star Wars Christmas twice, so you can all deal with it. Uh, What day is Life Day? Life Day is November 17th. Perfect. So that is, for some reason, I thought it might be the same day as the Raid Race. So on the episode of the 16th, uh, Tim and I will do something for Life Day uh, and talk about episode, I believe that's three or four by then, The Mandalorian. Cool. You can check him out. He's fe.gg slash darkness429. He's live every morning at 8.30, a.m. Eastern. I don't know why I said 8.30. Uh, fe.gg slash darkness429. Yeah, sometimes I'm annoying him in the morning. He's like, okay, I got to go stream now. Leave me alone. Kevin, I got to go to work, dude. Come on. He's like, what do you mean? I don't I don't have anywhere to be anymore. I just got to go to my computer. <laughs> it's very simple, Tim. Uh, and everything I do, you can go to raredrop.co and check it out. It's very simple. See how much shorter that is now? That's great, dude. Instead of just twitch.tv forward slash kmagic101. It doesn't exist. It's gone. We boofed it to the ether. We boofed it. We boofed it? Just right in the old old ether butt. We boofed it out to the ether. It's gone. (laughs) Thank you, chat. You're all awesome. You're all wonderful. Tim, you got to do the thing. Sir. Kevin, get the heck out of here. Punch it. Quick, before they tell us it's Boba Fett again. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't. Not again. Remember, chat, go to raredrop.co. Check out everything we're working on, everything we're doing, and all the awesome. You all have a fantastic evening, and we'll talk to you next week. But before you go, Tim, tell them that thing that should be with them. May the force be with you. Bye. Always. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. 
Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.